0: Live at the conclusion of another Ohio State win. This one was a big win, a 34-point win over the Minnesota Golden Gophers. The Buckeyes dominated all day long and sent the seniors out in the right way by winning their 11th game of the season with the final score of 37-3. to three. You are locked on Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is up, Buckeye fans? Welcome in to another live postcast after an Ohio State win. This one, a thirty-seven to three win over the Minnesota Golden Gophers. There was no contest. It was clear the Buckeyes were the better team from the beginning. Of the game, welcome in. Thank everyone for tuning in live right here at youtubecom guys. We will definitely discuss the tale of two halves that we witnessed and watched during this game, and also the unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. Some of you disagree. We'll touch on that later on as well. But before we get into the postcast, feel free to follow me on X. Formerly known as Twitter at J Stevens07. Send any email to me at J Stevens317 at gmail.com. And if you'd like to continue the conversation we're having today outside of the space of the show, feel free to go to subtext.com, join subtext.com slash locked on buckeyes. This is one of those games that you knew going into it, the Buckeyes were the better team. Offensively, Defensively, special teams, everybody knew Ohio State was clearly the better team. And when you think about the better team being Ohio State, how do you think they should come out like they are that team that is better? And they did. And the first half was a little bit iffy, a little bit shaky, only a 13 0 win at halftime. However, there was no doubt the Buckeyes were the better team in this contest. Before we go any further, I want to give a shout out to our friends at Price Picks because today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Go to PricePicks.com slash college and use code college for a first deposit match up to $100. Price Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Didn't want to go any further without mentioning Price Picks, and they help you make money every single day. Definitely go to Price Picks and check out some of the great things they have going on. Some great things that Buckeyes have going on is winning their 11th game of the season on Senior Day, sending the seniors out in the right way. Now, there are some players that were recognized today in the shoe that can still come back and play football. But if they choose not to play more football at the Ohio State University, they'll always remember their final game in the shoe, which was a 37-3 win over the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Minnesota's an okay team. They're 5-6 and six now, 5-5 five and five going into the game. They're one of those teams that, well, when you look at them, you know they got talent, but can they put it together? They didn't really do that today. They held Kelly Acamanis, I got his name right, to 89 passing yards on the, on the day, one interception, a passer rating of 86.7, uh, held Minnesota to under 100 rushing yards, 70 rushing yards total. Uh, The top back, Newbin had 19 carries for 49 yards, 2.6 yards a pop. The defense today for Ohio State was a big reason why, and a big story, definitely a big story. But offensively as well, you start the second half, you get a quick touchdown. Henderson has his longest touchdown run of the season, excuse me, not just the season, of his career. You come back, quickly get another touchdown. The Buckeyes in the first minute and seven seconds, 67 seconds of the second half It was 67 seconds, already scored more points than they did in the entire first half to let you know a little bit about how the first half went. But by the numbers offensively, McCourt, 20 of 30, 66.7% completion percentage, 212 passing yards, two passing touchdowns. Henderson went for 15 uh, carries and 146, 9.7 yards a pop and two touchdowns of his own. I got to see Chip Traynham towed the rock. Dallin Hayton got back on the field. Evan Pryor was even seen in mop-up duty as well. Defensively, Jack Sawyer. Have a day, young man. Go off, because Jack Sawyer definitely did his thing today, reminding everybody and letting everybody know that might not focus on Ohio State's entire defense. Number 33 on the defensive side of the ball can do some good things out there when... He steps up. Hey, he's good. He's a good player. Putting him in his right position was great for the year. Absolutely phenomenal. Because if he didn't put him in his right position and stop having him do more hybrid stuff and just let him be a true defensive end, I don't think you'd get this version of Jack Sawyer during this season. Defense was great. Uh, Hancock had a pick. Um, there were other players just do out the entire thing. Entire day. You got to see Lincoln Keaton holds, Amari Abor, uh Caden Curry had a sack, uh, JT had a turnover. This this game, I can go on and on and on and on, but there's no contest. None whatsoever. First half different than the second half. But there's one story. Between both all four quarters, the Buckeyes dominated Minnesota. There was no doubt at all that. Ohio State was going to lose this game, even in a game Mike Hall didn't play. Um, Tommy Eikenberg, Ryan Day said post game, "Hey, Eikenberg could have played. He wanted to play, but I held him out." Ryan Day said, "Hey, it was a fist fight, and I won." He smiled when he made that comment. Great, cool. I was sitting, I was watching the game, and thinking to myself, "You would want your guys to get back on the field." to have some run before the biggest game of the year next week. You would want to, absolutely, but Ryan Day chose a different way. Now, during this game as well, we'll get into this more in a later portion of the show. I thought, hey, maybe Ryan Day was holding the guys back and um, not really having him go so hard, which then I'm thinking about it. If that was the case, and at, at the moment, I was like, yeah, that's that's true, that's true, but if Ryan Day is holding guys back, that's generally when you see more injuries. A team that's already battling injuries right now, I don't know if the coach would actually hold them back at that point in time. Because if that was the case, I don't know if you get 30 points in the Buckeyes or 37 points in the Buckeyes. You might get a smaller margin of victory. Why? Just because you want to hold your guys back. No, nope. Buckeyes win, 34-point win over Minnesota, sending guys like Xavier Johnson and Tristan Jebia. as I try to move my right earphone out and the whole headphone headset comes off. Tristan Jebbia, uh Cade Stover, Xavier Johnson, and others as they go out in a right way. I remember when I played football, we lost on senior day. Don't really know who the opponent is. Don't really matter. The outcome was one. We had an L. My last game ever playing football was a loss. Like most people, but we lost to our rival in sectionals in a game, in a spot where I remember where the portion of the field on the sidelines I was standing. I remember the view in overtime of what happened. I remember the ref that was right there that should have thrown the flag, didn't throw it. Hey, you don't want to lose on senior day. And Ohio State seniors don't have to think about that outcome because it didn't happen. The Buckeyes dominated Minnesota on Saturday afternoon going into the evening. It was expected. It should happen. And it did. A. 37 to 3 win over Minnesota was just what the doctor ordered. But I don't think the doctor ordered what we got from the first half and what we got in the second half. What am I speaking about? We'll dive into that next right here It's Locked on Buckeyes' postcast rolls on after Ohio State's win over Minnesota. Today's postcast is brought to you by our friends at Price PriceFix Price Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch those winnings roll in. Price Picks is the most fun I've had, winning up to 25 times my money this football season. Price Picks is simple to play. I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. Price Picks offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, Price Picks discounts select. Player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Go to prizepicks.comslash locked on Buckeyes and use code locked on for a first deposit match up to $100 prize picks. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Thank you for tuning in to. Today's Locked on Buckeyes postcast after Ohio State's 37 to 3 win over the Minnesota Golden Gophers. If you'd like to continue this, this conversation outside of the space of this podcast, go to join slash locked on buckeyes. So some of you that are watching right now when you see Tale of Two Halves, you're saying, Well, Jay, the final outcome 37 to 3. I understand. Minnesota what? they scored. Is that what you mean? No, uh, Buckeyes covered the spread. Okay, is that what you mean? No, um, I remember I early in the week I said, Hey, I wouldn't touch the over under. And I, I saw before the game started, it was at 51 and a half. And I was like, That just seems too many points for this year's Buckeyes team to even try to score. I didn't think the Buckeyes would have close to uh, will be close to shutting out Minnesota because that's really really tough. However, buddy, I said, Hey. 51 and a half point, uh, 51 and a half points over or under. No, not don't touch that. And if I did touch it, it'd be more the under, not the over, which is what we got in this in this game. So no, that's not the tale of two halves. Do you remember what we got in the first half? And I'm talking about deeper stuff than the third and twelve that Ryan Day decided to go for at the end of the first half, inside what, 30 or 20 seconds left in the half? And I'm sitting here like, what are you doing? And that just went into more of an abnormal first half for the Buckeyes where they weren't really moving the ball. Throws weren't really on point. Things weren't crisp. Defensively, things were fine. Like, that was no doubt, no question. Things were fine. But offensively, I'm sitting here like, okay, Abuka getting the ball, getting loose a little bit. I like what I see. Henderson's doing his thing a little bit. I like what I see. But for some reason, with multiple trips to the red zone, what do you get? 13 points in the first half. That's not going to cut it. That's not good enough. And that was part of the t- part of the time when people were wondering, hey, are they just kind of mailing it in? Is this more of a look-ahead game or a trap game? Not trap game like it's going to be a loss, but more of a look-ahead game where you're looking ahead to your next opponent and not playing up to your full potential in the game before the Buckeyes play the Wolverines. And that may have been what happened. I don't know for sure, but some of these things that we got today just didn't seem like a team that is the number two team in the country. You may disagree with the committee, because I certainly do. But I still expect better from Ohio State than what we got in that first half. Second half was a whole lot better. Um, Henderson's 75-yard touchdown run. Next touchdown comes shortly after that. What do you find? Sixty-seven seconds into the second half, Buckeyes had fourteen points scored in that portion of the of the game. In the first portion of the game, first half of the game, only thirteen points. And I'm not going to sit up here and try to dissect and um, go through and say um, this and that and this and that. No, all I'm going to say is, hey, you can't keep having first halves like this. You can't. That's not a part of what the formula is supposed to be for the Buckeye football team to accomplish every goal. And I'm only getting a little annoyed. I know it's a post-game show. I know the Buckeyes won. But having some abnormal first halves and slow starts and some bad play and, okay, it's cool, cool. The opening 10 to 15 plays, or 12 to 15 plays that are scripted, yeah, those work okay. We practiced that script prior to the game. But all of a sudden, when we go from the script to me just dialing stuff up, something along the way isn't right. And I'm only getting a little annoyed because I've already gotten text about, hey, <laughs> it's hate week. <laughs> We're not doing the hate week show yet. That's coming up on Monday. hint. hint you want to come back because hate week has officially started, even though the week starts tomorrow. Hey, it's hate week. We don't like that team. I say week is we collectively don't like that team. It's hate week, y'all. And that may have been something where this was more of a look-ahead game than what is actually going to happen for the Buckeyes next week when they go to Ann Arbor. But the first half, some issues blocking the ball, um, blocking running for the run or the pass. That one third and 12 at the end of the first half, where I'm sitting here like, why in the world are you doing this? Why in the world are you did you decide to? Um, go for it on 3rd and 12, where you could easily not run a play and go into the locker room. I'm just saying, man, there are some things that just don't make sense. Keeping in mind, I understand it's Minnesota. I understand what's happening next week. But also keep this in mind. People are creatures of habit. And if the habit for Ohio State is to have slow starts offensively, have mental lapses, have some dead periods where the ball's really not moving, have some success, but then penalties kind of set them back. If that's the story of Ohio State, even in this game against Minnesota, what do you expect next week? I'm asking you the question, not me. Hop in the comment section on the chat, on the YouTube chat. Go ahead, hop in there, make it a fun place. Let me know, is this what you expect next week? Because if that's the case, there might be a recipe for a loss. Now, if you get this performance by the offense, more offensive specific conversation, if you get this performance from the offense, and then all of a sudden next week against Michigan, it's hey, we're going to do the second half performance against Minnesota and the first half against Michigan. Okay, cool. Like that's a little bit different, but also keep in mind, part of the reason why is this happening? Kyle Core is not having the same guys out there on offense every single week. Even though last week was the first time since Notre Dame that the Buckeyes had all 11 original starters on the field, Abuka still out there trying to get healthy. And even in this game, got a little limpy after a hit. In this game, when that third and 12 that I mentioned, Kyle McCord got up limping. His ankle's already been dinged up. Hasn't been healthy since the Notre Dame game. He got up, dinged up, and limped to the locker room. So keep that in mind as well. Names and numbers are great. What's also great is chemistry, and guys not getting hurt. Unfortunately, the chemistry is it's there. It's a it's it's there, but guys not getting hurt. Man, I don't know. <laughs> it's still a story of this season. Now, luckily, the Buckeyes walked out of this game with nobody getting seriously injured. I know guys had nicks and dings, and um, we'll have to go to the trainer and um, do that do the ice bath, which. It's probably going to be regular for the recovery for the football players, or it might have to be extra ice or the heat and rotation of the two, whatever it might be. You can't have two halves like the Buckeyes had today against Michigan, because if you do, you're probably going to lose. I'm not going to say definitely, but probably going to. To lose. Now, if you're looking at the Michigan score, if you're a uh, scoreboard watching during that game, or maybe you're at home and you're able to watch that game, you saw Maryland threw everything they had at Michigan. And ultimately the Wolverines won the game. So maybe for the Wolverines, it was a look-ahead game as well. Because I mean the Buckeyes won, I think they beat Maryland 37-17 at the time. The 17 points was the most points any team had scored on Ohio State all season. Hey, I don't know if it was a look-ahead game for Michigan or look-ahead for Ohio State. I think some of the stuff in the first half for Ohio State was chemistry, um, not big on your spot. Now, the third and 12, that was that. Now, Kyle McCord has to do a little bit better at, at that, but I'm not putting all that on Kyle McCord. Buddy, that's on Josh Fryer. Gotta get better, man. Gotta get better. I mean, but the time to get better like you do in the offseason, that's up. It's coming up next is the game against Michigan. Woo, woo, woo. Can't wait. I can't wait for it. The one thing I was not ready for, I'm ready for that game against Michigan. I was not ready for that unsportsmanlike conduct penalty that the refs called and gave a penalty for everybody. What am I speaking about? We we'll dive into that next here. As the Locked on Buckeyes postcast rolls over, at, rolls on. Not over, rolls on after Ohio State's 37 3 win over Minnesota. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Athletic Brewing. Now, time for your game changer of the week, brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Much like Ohio State's defense, Athletic Brewing has completely changed the non alcoholic beer game. They make non alcoholic beers that actually taste good. Think about a game when you say a defense held their opponents. Two and I want to get these numbers correct: under 100 passing yards and under 100 rushing yards. You're saying they did something right, and that's exactly what happened today by the Buckeyes defense. They dominated and destroyed Minnesota and made sure the Gophers offense could not. Move the ball. You can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use code LOCKEDON to get 15% off your first online order. That's code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer, exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all time. Thank you for making Locked on Buckeyes your first listen or first watch of every single day. If you're catching this in a playback format, first, I want to say thank you. But also subscribe to the Locked on Buckeyes YouTube page and on Apple and on Spotify as well. But if you're on the YouTube, subscribe. There will be some things that come there on the YouTube that don't hit the audio feed. But also hit that bell so you are notified every time a new video goes live. Locked on Buckeyes is a part at the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So in the second half, the defense started to turn up the intensity, the offense started to turn up the heat, and it was lights out night-night for Minnesota. But there was also a portion in the second half. Jordan Hancock gets an interception, the second INT of the season, And the next thing I know, I look up and think, oh, this is an NFL game. These guys going out here after interception and posing for the camera. Oh, look at this. Go to the end zone, do a little pose, do a little this, do a little dance, stop, pose, and then go back to the sideline. Sarcastically saying an NFL game. I understand Ohio State has a lot of NFL talent, but no, I realize this is not, and this was not an NFL game. This is a college game. And in college, celebrating in this way is illegal. You can't do it. Well, y'all notice, it's been a rule for years. It's not going anywhere. Now, maybe somewhere down the road, they may say, well, you can celebrate in this way. Have a little bit more fun doing it on the field, not on the sideline. Great, cool, maybe down the road. But as it stands right now, you can't do that. No, 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 no. It is not in the rules for players to celebrate going to the end zone and have excessive celebrations. I'll let you celebrate a little bit. Run out there, hand the ball to the ref. Oh, here comes I'm a running back at 5 foot 10, 200 pounds. Here comes the left tackle at 6 foot 6, 335. I'm going to jump. He's going to push me up. Want to get super high. That celebration's okay. You can high five, you can chest bump. You can do, do a little bit. You can do a quick dance. Can't do a long dance. You can't pose, but these boys know the rules. And the ref did something that you don't normally hear. He started calling off numbers, didn't call names, started calling off numbers, and he needed help from the uh one of his referee buddies because he couldn't remember all the players that got caught there for the uh for the infraction. And I'm thinking here, smart on you. That was amazing. I understand it's against Ohio State. And I'm not saying smart on you for to the players, but it's really smart for the ref to go out there and get some help from his buddies. Why? Because the average person could come out here and say, "Well, um, I know. I believe I got five numbers written on my paper that I remember him saying there was a sixth player that I don't remember his number being called, but." was easily one that I saw out there posing in Caden McDonald, number 56, who is a youngster from Shawnee, Sawnee, Georgia, not Shawnee, from Sawanee Georgia. Hey, I don't really care, sir, but that's wrong. But I remember hearing Jermaine Matthews Jr., Jordan Hancock, Davis Nickman Osen, Denzel Burke, J.T. Tumaloa. I didn't hear their names. I saw those. I heard those numbers, and I'm like, y'all know better. And if I'm Ryan Day or Perry Ileano or Larry Johnson or um, Tim Walton or Jim Knowles or X, Y, or Z coach, I understand the outcome of the game. I understand where you were in the game. I understand the beating that you're putting on Minnesota. But also remember this, that penalty, If that happens again, unsportsmanlike conduct again on any of those guys in a game going forward, you could lose one of your stars in a game where you need that star to play like a star. And so I put unsportsmanlike conduct in the show on the YouTube simply because that can't happen. One unsportsmanlike conduct. There's a guy out there on the other team knows you're not. He's not better than you, but he also knows he can get under your skin. And next thing you know, y'all start pushing, y'all start shoving. He starts getting in your ear. He starts saying this. He starts saying that. Then the next thing you know is what? You're out of the game because one excessive celebration, and then two, you start moving, start hitting, start throwing bows, and you're out of here. Can't happen. Can't happen at all. So I'm not animated because it annoyed because it happened. A lot of it is, as I said, this could have been a look-ahead game for Ohio State. A lot of it is being a look-ahead to what could come if Ohio State, one player gets hit with an unsportsmanlike conduct for excessive celebration. And then that same player later in the game, say it's third quarter, middle of the third quarter, seven and a half minutes to go. Let's say that same player, Really smack dab gets hit with another unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, not for an excessive celebration, but because he got a little annoyed and aggravated and pissed off because his opposition, one of the opponents that he was going up against every play, got under his skin. And he start hitting him in his face mask and throwing bows and stuff like that. And the guy says, oh, second unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. Sir, you're out of here. And this is what we're looking at. Could you imagine Ohio State being without Denzel Burke or Jordan Hancock or Dave snigman or Tween Malo against Michigan? No, you could not. You got to make sure this stuff doesn't happen. And I'm not saying this because it's a one-off and I'm annoyed by it. It's a one-off. But it's not a new rule. It's been there. And it's not going away. You cannot do that at all. What you can do is dominate your opponent. What you can do is destroy Minnesota. Well, that's what happened. What you can do is dominate your opponent next week. What you can do is beat Michigan. I'm going back a couple hours, not forward a week. You can't do that. Why? It's officially hate week. It's here. As soon as that clock hit all the zeros in the fourth quarter, hate week started. We don't give... I'm not saying that here on the show. Y'all thought I was about to get out of pocket and say some things here on the show that I don't normally say. That's not going to happen. What, what I will say is this. Ain't no other game where the schedule matters like the one that's coming up next week. Hate week has started. We don't like them. The mission is beat the Wolverines. Emphasis on the B because you get to beat the Wolverines every play to end that game with a win. Out of here. Postcast is complete. You can follow me on X formerly known as Twitter, at stevens 7 You can send all of your emails to stevens 317 at gmail.com. Locked on guys is a part, gladly a part, of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Now is a great time, an ideal time, to go check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast. It's a place for you to get all the sports info you need in 20 minutes every single day. Locked on guys and Locked on Sports Today, they are both a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This postcast is complete after Ohio State's 37 to three dominant win over the Minnesota Golden Gophers.